Welcome to the Sisterhood of Secrets, a podcast meant to satisfy all of your mysterious, paranormal, and downright creepy desires. Follow us as we explore the unusual mysteries of the world. Welcome back. We are the Sisterhood of Secrets. Hi, this is Stephanie. And I am Taylor. And we kind of failed to mention on our last episode. I mean, it was our first episode. We were kind of, we had the. We got a little bit of the nerves. A little of the nerves. But we are actually siblings. And we've kind of always been into the paranormal or supernatural. Um, Stephanie's the oldest. I'm the youngest. But only about like three years and some odd days. Parents only mate one time a year. (laughs) Um, But. Like Stephanie said, we've always been super interested in all things strange and unusual. It's more of like a family tradition, honestly. Yeah, I would say that our family's always been super open to the supernatural and that it's not, we don't think of it as a, it's I don't not, know, a it's negative not scary or, or scary or um, something that should be judged. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of people are judged for having any sort of open mind. Needless to say, we are not skeptics. We are full believers of any and all things. Yes. And not to say that we're sensitive, but we are open. And I think that we've had experiences. And I think that I feel like we're kind of, I want to say that things seek us out. I'd like to say uh, that things seek us out. We've had some strange and unusual happenings. Yeah. In our lives. Yeah. Some unexplained events, if you would say. Yeah. Um. The whole, fam- uh, the whole family, honestly, we're all real uh, weird. Yeah. Just a bunch of weirdos, y'all. Yeah. Maybe in future episodes, we'll have our grandmother come on and she's. <laughs> That's a wild one. Yeah. she um, She's entertaining for sure. But some of the things that she says are, I don't know, they're, they're, they're eye opening, if anything. And unexplainable. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, a lot of the stuff she says comes to fruition. Yes. That is. That is. She's the white witch of the family. <laughs> yeah, we'll say white witch. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But a, uh, a religious lady that also deals in the paranormal. It's very strange. Yeah. It's a very strange mix, but yeah. we make it work. Yeah. Um, in user, on this episode of the pod, we're going to talk about some local haunts. Yeah, um, things that we've, um, that are, are, we've experienced and also things that we are close to us. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is the old Pickens County Jail. We recently got to go to this site um it was after hours and we went with a group of friends um and it was for taylor's birthday sorry i was taking a sip of soda <laughs> and <coughs> yeah it was a pretty cool birthday gift in my my you know ad there yeah um, was really hoping it wasn't these uh, escape rooms because those freak me out yeah, we got to use some paranormal equipment, which is new to us. Um, in the future, we are going to get to go to um, Waverly, Waverly Hills. Hills Sanatorium. We're really looking forward to that. We'll do a whole episode on it because it'll be awesome. But um, I mean, that's going to be a while. And so hopefully by then our following is large enough. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That uh, you'll want to be entertained yeah, by instead the of just body cam <laughs> footage I'm going to take of Stephanie shitting her pants. Yeah. So... We're really looking forward to that. But back to the topic at hand, Pickens County Jail, um, it seems very silly. I mean, if you're from around here, you know that, like, it just doesn't seem like things around here are haunted. 
Yeah, it's a small building. It's made of, I would say, there's marble in the front of it. Yeah, and like, then so Jasper's like the marble capital. They're mm-hmm. like real famous for it, and they still get get marble from the town today yeah so a lot of the historical buildings are made of the marble and they have that marble front and then there's brick on the interior so they're really beautiful buildings and honestly there's not many standings still today so it's it's kind of awesome that we got to go in there and see it so even if it wasn't a paranormal site it's a really cool historical site yes and jasper as a county itself um are redoing the building and trying to revamp it like make it like you know still structurally sound and like Putting it a part of the historical community, they've also added a um, cabin that was moved. Yeah, from another location in Pickens County yeah, that was developed. Um, uh, it was created around the same time period as the jail, so they fit together. Um, it's also pretty creepy. It's what? also pretty creepy. Um, it's, I don't know, I would say that it's like, um, gosh small it's like a one room cabin so think a little house on the prairie yeah 100 percent. it's very small it's it very well preserved for what it is i will say that yeah i can't believe that it was moved from another location to that location it and that, that way. like a family of like eight lived there yeah um during our time there we got to walk in there and it was late at night i would say it's like 11 30 or something like that and it was super dark super cold it was gosh probably 32 degrees outside um but we we got to stand in there and we we tried to speak to spirits and and like like she said we've had the they had um all these uh equipment things that you could use so they had this thing called like a spirit box an oculus and a k2 monitor so in this building particularly we got to use this camera system mm-hmm. which i don't know if you've ever seen any type of like ghost hunter ish shows where they have like this camera That'll show you like kind of stick figures of stuff. Yeah, I can't um, remember the name of what they're actually. It's something called. really complicated, honestly. And yes, I but didn't write it down. <coughs> so that we got to all pass it around, like look at it or whatever. But me and Stephanie obviously had to use it. Yeah, to obviously it. we had to. Uh, it did. I mean, it was very cool, very heavy. Yeah, yeah. It would be difficult to hold through a, an entire investigation if that's something that you were doing, like at a large property. But this was a one-room cabin. It is a one-room cabin with a loft. So we were told to, like, point it towards the loft area because children tend to hang out. Like, that's where children slept back then. Yeah, and supposedly the the cabin was owned by a family that had a few children that did pass early on because during that time period, you know, they had, uh, what was it, yellow fever, I think? Or yeah, scarlet fever. One of the fevers. All, all the fevers. Yeah, they had all the fevers, and they lost uh, a couple of children. And so, to be fair, that we cannot, um, like definitively say this happened. We're just going true. on with what they're saying. True, that um, is true. We couldn't find any backstory or anything like that on the information. We're just going off this and what we saw and what we experienced. Um, so just take that with a grain of salt, like we always say. So, because. Around here, a lot of uh, all of the stories we're going to tell locally is hearsay to us. That just, you know, all the old timers, it's just like word of mouth. Things that they've experienced that they're sharing from person to person. And sometimes things can get over-exaggerated or sometimes they're not told completely. And it's like a game of telephone. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so we're using this little device. And I'm going to be honest, I was a little skeptical of this event just because they were not... I didn't feel fully informed. It felt more 
like a gimmick at this point because we were asking some questions and it just it, it, you know just felt a little long. yeah and it was um, still very cool still experience yeah, it camera, still do it the care the camera equipment that we used i mean we were able to see figures that were not like i scanned the room and i was able to see my, my husband and i was able to see taylor's boyfriend and we were able to see each other our stick figure showed up and then on the table in front of us there was an entire stick figure laying there and like moving and it was i mean i don't know where that came from yeah and if you looked up in the loft area you could also see more stick figures and they also had rim pods set up around the room. And if you don't know what that is, it's like this little box thing with an antenna and right. lights on it. And um, if a spirit comes near to it, it beeps, it lights up, it goes like. And even if a human was to come yeah. close to it, it alerts. Yeah. yeah. And if there's like an over-exaggeration of movement, it also alerts. But so you're supposed to stay still and just like ask questions. Like, can you do this? But it, I mean, those lit up a lot quite frequently when we were not moving. And it was very a little strange like oh, yeah it, it was very strange it seemed like like oh something happened yeah like we would say something or someone would ask a question and the things would happen and they had these rods and forgive me because i don't know the names but if you're from the south they have water rods or divining rods mm-hmm. and it's for like locals around here finding water finding yeah. water i am able to find water i yeah. have these rods at home yeah that were made for me by my boyfriend's uncle and it's just copper line that's bent um at like a 90 degree angle and you just walk around not everybody can find water this is a my boyfriend cannot do it but i can mm-hmm. um, and i did not believe it to be fair but then i was like oh my god i have the water bending you power i'm an airbender <laughs> something was happening You're i'm an avatar bender. sorry i was the avatar i could do it all i was <laughs> earth wind and fire that day <laughs> and <laughs> anyway so yeah, they have these I think that they're based on like EVP or electromagnetic fields. Yeah, so or these were like just that. ever so slightly different, and they were on a swivel that I mean, you could move them, but you didn't have to move for them to move directions. Right, they would move like of their own accord. If you were holding them steady, they were not moving. But if asked a question, these these rods moved, and it I mean, it was strange. I've never used these before. I've never seen these used before, honestly. No, but it was different. So we move out of the cabin because you got to go to the cabin and then you went to the base layer of the jail. So our main topic is the jail. So we're just going to give you a little layout. So the jail was started construction in like the late, late 1800s and was completed and opened in 1906 and was open until 1982. Yeah. So they used the the same jail. And I'm going to be honest with you. When you walk upstairs, this, I mean... It's no bigger than my home. It's a... Your home... Our homes are bigger. Yes. Okay. So the modern day home is larger than this jail. And they were housing up to a hundred... No. They they gave a statistic that said at at one point there was up to a hundred inmates in this jailhouse. Which is insane. Because the jail was only the top level. The lower level is where the sheriff at the time lived with his family. I mean, his wife, his children everything and at one point they had a mother-in-law like the whole nine yards like the whole damn family was down there just jamming out while like inmates lived upstairs yeah so um during its run like while it was open 11 sheriffs and their families lived and worked the jail now when we're saying they lived and worked the jail that means like mama brother sister they're outside working the garden they cooked the meals for the inmates had to bring them to the inmates clean up after inmates that was their jobs Yes. And 
11 sheriffs, y'all. 11 families were, I mean, because some of those folks that lived there, granted, it was like misdemeanors. I mean, you could get thrown in jail back then for just like looking at somebody wrong. And, but some of them were like hardened criminals. And we looked at when we were there, which was kind of cool. Like during some of the downtime, we were able to see the, uh, the booking, the uh, ledgers, the ledgers. That's what they're called. Yeah. So when a person was booked in, the sheriff would write their name and then just like a little blurb, like as to why they were, who caught them, what the offense was. And if there was a bail. Yeah, so a lot of them were public drunkenness. Um, there was a few, like... Assault. Assault. I mean, I guess it was public drunkenness, assault, and then... Like, DUIs later in life. I mean, later. Yeah, like, driving your horse and buggy. <laughs> under I mean, the it was the 80s. I mean, that. I know, I'm just... Don't date them that bad. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. don't live in the sticks. That's true, yeah. yeah. Um. But anyway, um, while we were going through ledgers... So, we are not locally from North Georgia. Um, we did live in, like, middle Georgia as children. Most of our family lived well, from Well, we're Georgia. from, like, the Atlanta area. That's middle Georgia, friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but our, um, my brother-in-law, Stephanie's husband, and my boyfriend um, have lived there their whole lives, and their family are the same. And we found... Several mentions. Several of members their, of their um, family were on these ledgers. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. way back in the day. Which yeah. was very cool for us, or them. I mean, yeah. not really for us. Interesting for us, cool for them. Yeah, it was just cool facts. But it was just, like, cool to see. But anyway, more on the jail. So, the reason people say it's haunted is because, listen, we all know what happened to the Native Americans back in the day. They were just moved out. Not it's cool. Specifically where we live, the Trail of Tears runs, runs direct. I mean, it runs directly through where we live now. I mean, we have little monuments throughout our county and counties around us that yeah. say this is the path they had to take. And it's, I mean, to uh, to be in the South, I think we do acknowledge that very well for what we are and like, you know, where we are. Because, yeah, you know, I feel like people we're try not to. known for that. Yeah, we, tr- so. we try to acknowledge that they went through some hardships and, and that we awful. were complete. I mean white people yeah. did not treat them fairly well, that's the truth but um the jail itself is now being like you know renovated and like they want to you can donate money mm-hmm. to them to help uh keep it running and smooth or whatever so people can still take tours and do these ghost tours um but they have a whole one of the whole front rooms is dedicated to like the native american nations because it wasn't just the cherokee that lived through here yeah, it but was also it, w- it was predominantly cherokee Creek indians yeah so um so they have a spirit there that they call chief and um, he speaks to you or, you know, through these devices and stuff like that and rim pods. And that was very cool. Um, he'll answer you and whatever. And then they had a couple of other people there that were just unnamed. There was a female native American spirit there. Um, again, there's no definitive hard proof, but if you're a believer, you're a believer. If you're not, you're not. Yeah. Um, um, if we can go back to that experience that we had in that front room, so in the front room, if you walk into this jail, you come to like a doorway and you can either go left or right. So on the right would have been like the main bedroom where the mom and daddy slept. And on the left would have been like a sitting room, living room, whatever. And then yeah. it, you walk through the sitting room into another room, which would later be turned into like an office. And then the kitchen was on the route. And then you have to go back on the porch, go up to the side or like go over it's to the side it's a separate entrance up, to go into the jail which was or where they house inmates yeah and then you go up these very dangerous steep steps yeah by the way, completely y'all. metal stairs that are 
crazy steep. Yeah. Like if you fail, you're done. Yeah. I'm sure some people have fallen and hurt themselves. And then you go straight up to the jail. But in the front room, we're just going to listen. This is how we're going to talk about this. We're going to go room to room. How we took the tour. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Cause that's how I can picture it in my brain. No. Yeah. Um, anyway, so like Stephanie said, you walk into the room and you take a left. That's the sitting room. And Mm -hmm. then we did a spirit box session. Yeah. And an Oculus session mm -hmm. there. So an, I don't know if you know what an Oculus is. Um, it's like uh, this device that has so many words with it, like thousands of words doing through different frequencies and all kind of stuff. And it just spits stuff out. And spirits are able to grab onto <sighs> words. Yeah, and, and harness other people's energies and be able to put it into the box and you can hear it. Mm-hmm. Well, these the, the we didn't have an actual Oculus because I don't know if y'all know, if you want to look it up. They're about a thousand dollars. Yes, they're very expensive. But the person, the people that we were there with, had one, so we were able to see it. Uh, my husband was able to hold it or be near it. I think yeah. I don't know if he actually got he to hold it. He was next to the homegirl. Yeah, but this was like a cheaper version, but still very credible because, in our opinion, again, I mean, we are not skeptics. So, I, th- I mean, I believe it, y'all. Yeah, but uh, so we did a spirit box section. <laughs> while we did the oculus and the two coincided almost ridiculously uh yeah um so when we all came into the sitting room we all sat down we were all quiet and we were able to just um experience this together a lot of us had k2 meters and i do know that if you have poor um like if you're if your building is not wired correctly, that the K2 meters will go off. If you have your cell phone near your K2 meter, it will also go off. Or yes. if you have a pacemaker. Yes. So we, I mean, Taylor and I tested this out. I was sticking it to things. I was sticking it to people. I was moving it around. And it wasn't going off. It was completely flat. She was really in like intruding on people's spaces. <laughs> no, I wasn't. She was just sticking that thing everywhere. <laughs> no, I was Like, hey, what's going on over here? Yeah. Just um, real inappropriate. You just gotta, you gotta watch where you take her. Shut up, whatever. So we were sitting, we all sat kind of um, in a circle in a circle, and we were just asking questions about who was there. And um, we did a spirit, spirit box session. Yeah, Excuse me. Hard, yeah, it is hard. It's a mouthful. Um, and mm-hmm. the things that, I mean, I don't know if you've ever listened to a spirit box session, like Taylor mentioned before, like if you've listened, if you've watched the ghost hunters or if you've any other ghost hunting TV show you've I'm heard gonna it? I'm going to shout out to the Ghost Adventures. No, you're not. Because Zach Bagans? Bagans? No, no. Just no. talk to me one time. I'm going to shout out to the Ghost Hunters because they are credible. They are credible, but Zach's just ridiculous. And oh I love him. <laughs> anyway, what let's get back laugh. to topic. Stop it. So we sat down for our spirit box session and we're asking questions about who was here. And there was a young... There was a young girl there, right? Yeah, and she was probably like 11 or 12. Yeah, and so she was asking questions, and it seemed to be that a a younger spirit was trying to reach out to her, what you would say. Yes. Yeah. And then it the dynamic switched. It was yeah. very strange. It was very strange. And there was and a guttural like growl voice. through it, and then it was a older female spirit trying to speak to this little girl. And it was only, it was also doing it through the Oculus that they had. Yes. Um, and they were like, I, I can't, I mean, obviously I don't remember verbatim because I'm just not that kind of person. Um, it was almost like two people competing 
to speak. To speak. Yeah. Like, so you would hear this sound or you would hear like a yes or you would hear like okay or something like that. Or you would hear like a um, response that was kind of a calm female spirit and then you would hear a guttural growl. So what this little girl believed, this was her Gigi speaking to her, which is her deceased grandmother, which we all were like... Dang girl, that's sad. Yeah, tears. Come on. I mean, yeah, I guess. Um, (laughs) You have no heart. I mean, I don't know her. Whatever, go. Anyway. um, And then she got a little spooked because these growls kept coming through. And then on the Oculus, it said... Go away. Go away. Get out of here. I'm in pain and I want out. Yeah. And so to, to me, immediately I'm like, you know, you know what I'm thinking. I mean, they don't know what you're thinking, so you might want to speak it out. What do you think I'm thinking? I'm not, no. I'm thinking demon. Stephanie. I'm thinking dark spirit. I'm not thinking demon. I'm thinking dark, okay? Because you think everything's a demon. If you think, honestly, if we are opening ourselves up to this other side, right? To this spiritual world. And there are numerous light spirits. There are definitely dark entities that will use that to get in. I mean, I thoroughly agree with that statement. I do. Yeah. But in this instance, I cannot 100% agree with that. So you don't think the guttural sounds were... I think the equipment used... Oh, so you think that the equipment used was a, was a hindrance. Like, we couldn't get true data. I think certain equipment was credible, and I think certain equipment, equipment was not. Okay. Well, we can agree to disagree that there was some sort of negative energy. There, I felt a negative energy. I'm not yeah, going to lie. There it was felt a negative and it felt not cool to me. Yeah. But um, I never felt in danger or like something was going to happen. That's because those are your people. Yeah. So side note, y'all, <laughs> this growling is coming through. Right. So there's this <laughs> random lady. I don't know from Adam next to me. This thing's like, and Stephanie's like, looks at me, and not in a whispering tone, (laughs) says, Taylor, can you reel that in? (laughs) And the lady next to me looks at me like I am Satan himself and scooted over. Yeah. Yeah. I did say that. I was being silly. I mean, we are not, I'm going to be honest with you guys. We are not people that condone like negative experience or worship any type of that. But I was just being silly. Yeah, we like to play jokes on another. We're very comical yeah, humans. Yeah, But lady, homegirl next to me thought I was going to eat her soul. She truly did think that you were. She also made sure to stay away from me the rest of the evening. Yeah, you had some negative energy. That's what she thought. Yeah, she thought I was the demon itself. Yeah. Any user. So we get out of this room. Also, side note. We're going to have a lot of side notes. <laughs> My boyfriend is a huge skeptic. Y'all. Yes, 100%. Um. And we were doing a spirit box session. I was going to mention this, but I didn't know if it was uh, appropriate. So I'm glad that you mentioned it because I think it's credible. I think it's credible. So we've had some losses recently in my boyfriend's family um, in the past year. Some pretty big ones. Yeah. Heavy. Um, yeah. They're, they're pretty big. Um, but uh, we're we're sitting there and the they call on him. They point stuff, points at him. And he's like, All right, I'll get up No, there. like the person asked who you want to speak to and it point like the, and the we rods. had the rods again out y'all yes. we forgot to mention this we had the rods out again and the girl asked who do you want to speak with and it pointed to my boyfriend specifically and she asked more than once mm-hmm. and it pointed multiple times to my boyfriend so brady got the rods and they were talking whatever and then while this was happening the um what is it called the thing that reads the words 
Oculus. The Oculus says a family member wants to talk. Yes, which is... which was like very what? strange. Un- unfortunately, we have lost. He's lost his. Father I mean, they were close. Yeah, and grandfather in the past year, and or it's about two years now. Yeah. Um, but it was just like what? And my boyfriend was like, "I'm done." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he got back over here, and then we were doing a spirit box section. Yes. Section. Session. Yes. And it came through and was like Brady. No. It it was. She was asking, who do you want to speak to? Or who is this? And something along those lines. And it literally said, Brady. Yeah, it was. Ve- we have it Brady. on video. It was very strange. And or Brady. Brady. Yeah, it, it was, was very on. weird. And I looked at my boyfriend because I was just like, oh. And I looked at Taylor. And I was like, what? Yeah, Stephanie's freaking bug out at me. And I'm looking at Brady like, this is fantastic. Yeah. And I, it was. It was a. It was a really cool experience. It was a cold chills moment. I'm not going to lie. I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. But it was just like, whoa. Because I think happening. that me, Taylor, Brady, and then my husband, Trevor, IT guy, aka. Yeah. Freaking soda pop boy. <laughs> yeah. Soda pop. Um, we immediately <laughs> all looked at each other like, did you hear that? And I'm really glad that Trevor was, he's really good about recording things and taking like video and stuff like that. So he did uh, hopefully he got he did get that right i thought he recorded it yeah there. anyway but it was a really cool experience it was it was very spooky oogie. yeah yeah it was cool but after that um we kind of closed it down because like stephanie said they don't i mean we don't condone the negative and the negative kept coming through so we got we got rid of the negative so yeah we moved to the old office where the ledgers and stuff were and then we did this thing called the human pendulum yeah and i i'll be honest with you guys I don't know how credible it is because it asks a person to stand in a room and no one is around them and they have to close their eyes or leave their eyes open or whatever. And they just stand there and they're supposed to leave themselves open to spirits and the spirits will move their body in accordance to like, yes, this is for, yes, moving forward. Forward or backward, yes or no. And let me tell you right now, y'all, and I'm not discrediting it. This may be real. This may not be real. I've never heard of this. I asked my grandma or our grandmother about this and she said, this is a no, no. Yeah. Opening yourselves up to spirits and letting them take in or coming in to you is a negative. Like it doesn't matter good or bad. You don't let anything in you that is not you. Right. Right. And, um, because sometimes you can't get them out. Yeah. And cause you don't know who you're talking to. You don't know just cause it's like, Oh yeah, I'm Billy Bob from down the street. Don't mean it's actually Billy right. Bob from down the because street. Because as we know, and I'm going to bring it up again. Demons really <laughs> love to put on this persona as young Helpful. children or weak people. Mm-hmm. Or not weak, I wouldn't say that, but like meek people, you know? I someone would say who is a like, trusting yeah, front. Yeah, someone who doesn't seem so scary. I mean, yeah. So that's why you don't do that. You attract more flies with honey. Yeah. So the woman that volunteered, we don't, we weren't, you know, we didn't know this person, no. but she volunteered. And because her daughter, I mean, she, her daughter was the little girl that was really experiencing a lot. I mean, she, I mean, but children typically do. Yeah. People, I mean, children are easier to speak to because they are more open, but again, also easily influenced by the others around them. Right. So, um, the little girl was very excited to do this and they were like, no, we don't do this to children under 18. Like we, we don't do this to people under 18. Excuse me. My thing is, what does 18 matter? I mean, I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, I, I think it's a good rule of thumb. 
don't right. expose children to possible negatives. Yeah. But uh, in my point of view, I mean, I'm, I'm 28 I d- and I, I still feel like a child. I don't think that it's appropriate. I don't, I don't like the activity because, first of all, I don't think it's a credible source. A credible source. And I don't think that it's something that you should be doing spiritually. No. It's like a Ouija board. Right. I mean, I do think Ouija boards are kind of cool. I think they're very cool. I'm I've not never using used one. one. I've never used one because my grandmother, you know. I just feel like she'd yeah. whip me. Yeah. She <laughs> she'd fly in on the broom yeah. and beat the shit out of me. Yeah. We... Again, we're going to bring old Betty Jean in here on one of these episodes, but uh, it would be fun for you guys to experience her. She's a fantastic lady full of fantastic stories that will make you rethink a lot of things that have happened. Yeah. She's been through a lot, and she has seen a lot, and she's experienced a lot. She will also tell you to never trust anything. Trust no one. Yeah. So... The pendulum activity wasn't for us, but we were there to experience it. It was cool to watch. And and honestly, it did give some reliable information. The questions they were asking. So they were asking questions with um, the Oculus and the pendulum activity. So they would ask a question, move forward if you were a part of um, a Native American nation. And it would move forward. And the Oculus would say, like, yes, I am. It would... It was concrete. And then it was something um, they somebody asked in the group because you got to ask questions, which I don't condone these questions. I don't believe you should ever ask the spirit how you died. It's like asking a woman how much she weighs. It's inappropriate. Or any person, honestly, not just a woman. I mean, that's just rude. Um, I just don't feel like that's a question you should ask. I mean, it's probably a sensitive, sore subject. You know, they're dead. But that's just me. Um Somebody in the group asked, you know, how did you die? And obviously there's no concrete answers. And it, the person in the center was moving back and forth. Like she, yes. like it could. And then the, the girl was like, you need to ask like more like yes, no questions. Yes. But the girl holding the Oculus started feeling pressure in her, her chest. chest. Yeah. She, before she said, I feel pressure. I was watching her because I was like interested in what the Oculus would say. And she, she touched her chest. And she was touching it. And then she leaned towards the woman and she said, my chest is kind of hurting. And then she said, were you stabbed in the chest? Or were you stabbed? And then she leaned forward. And it said, they asked another question, like, were you stabbed in the the back? Or yeah, something. it was like the back or the chest and or so something. She, and she then waved. on the Oculus, I think it said chest. Yes. And then that this was moment like a couple of moments after um homegirl was like my chest is hurting and while you do the pendulum you have to have somebody in front of the person and the back of the person and i volunteered to be in the front of this human uh because everybody else was just standing around and i was like oh okay whatever i'll be a part of this little session mm-hmm. um because honestly i was a little nervous to put myself out in the open like that i don't feel comfortable doing stuff like that just because of again what we're introverts we want to live in a cave with wi-fi and um, wine dogs libraries dogs. and dogs and libraries yeah and yeah snacks um but I decided to stand up front and I, I don't have the uh, best hearing abilities at times. <laughs> so I did not hear what homegirl was saying about her chest hurting. And I remember I was just like, I have heartburn or whatever. And I, y'all, I don't ever have heartburn. I eat jalapenos like constantly. I love spicy foods. I never have it. And I was just like, mm, I'm uncomfortable. And then they said that and I was like, oh, no. And mm. so I was just like, that's very strange wonder if that has anything to do with it. But it immediately, when we closed the pendulum experience, 
it stopped. Yes. Which is wild. Very strange. Yeah. And I was like, this is very strange. But see, we had like we had these guides and we're not going to name drop them or anything like that. But yeah. during this session and the front room session where we talked to the chief and my boyfriend got called out, we had this one specific person and she was amazing. She was fantastic. And I feel like she was the most down to earth person and she was very legitimate and it didn't feel forced or anything like that. It didn't she feel was like an act. No, it didn't. She felt she gave a good feeling and gave a good vibe. Yeah. And we all know that in the spiritual community, there are people that like to um, embellish. Yeah. And like to play on people's like emotions and hope that they find something when really there's nothing there to find. Which or, is terrible. Right. And which, I mean, that makes me sick. I'll be honest with you. I hate that. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of pissed with me. Like if there's nothing there, there's nothing there. Let's move on. There's nothing wrong with it. It's okay for a place to not be haunted. Or it's okay for you not to experience something. Yeah. Yeah. I've been many places that I've never experienced anything. I will say that when we went into the jail, so before the whole experiment happened and we were able to use the equipment and all that business. Yeah, you got to just walk around. And when you do walk into the jail, there is a, I mean, I experienced a heaviness. I don't know if I told you this. I think I did say this. I was like, I feel. Yeah, it feels very. I feel heavy. Like my chest pressured. felt like there was someone. And I am not per a person that is claustrophobic. I don't have any of that business. Um, I'm not scared of the dark or any of that business. I not if that we're discrediting people that are right, scared of the dark. Right, if, if you are scared of the dark, I'm sorry. Don't cancel us. We just got started. <laughs> but I felt this, like, heaviness. And I know that jails are kind of sad. And But if you walk into these rooms, there's just... It doesn't seem scary. There's lights and everything. But there is a heaviness to the room. And let me, let, let me explain to you what the... We're going to move on to the jail portion of this house. Uh, or this place. So you're going to walk on the back porch, you take a right, and you take another right into the only door on the back porch, and you go in there, and it's a small, like, sitting room. And a little fun fact about this jail, um, I was looking this up earlier, um, a portion of the second floor was cl uh, used to uh, work with the ATF in, like, the moonshiner times. Which is so real 1920s, big. So 1920s, 1910s. Yeah, real like big that. around here. I mean, Moonshine was still a big thing yeah, around here, uh, honestly. Small side story. My um, my husband, his grandfather, who is currently 98, used to run Moonshine out of a school bus. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, definitely illegal. Definitely illegal. Don't yeah. condone it. Probably no. some good shit, though. <laughs> yeah, um, but he totally did that. He was also a, um, um, he was also in World War II. Which is wild. Damn. Yeah, he's an old man. I mean, 90, <laughs> 90 something years old. Come on now. Anyway, the second floor was uh, had like this little section or whatever. I don't think it was actually on the second floor because, y'all, this was not a big second floor. No. So they had like two um, units or what? I don't know what they're called. One was for women, one was for men. Um, it was eight beds a piece on either side. And when we tell you that this is a, I mean, there were eight. Okay. There were four beds in one cell, correct? Yeah. And there was two cells in the women. So that's eight beds over there. And I think they might've had two more beds in the men's. Anyway, what I was saying, the ATF worked with Jasper County or Pickens County, Jasper, whatever, um, to close down all these moonshine stills in the North Georgia, Mount North Georgia mountains. And I don't know if y'all know that, but this is like a really big thing. Because this was a huge thing. I don't, if you look up 1920s, 1930s, 1940s even, I mean, it was running rampant. Yeah. Um, 
that's just Moonshine very distillers. very cool um we can do another podcast about that honestly yeah because it's like dawson interesting yeah. yeah it's very cool but um they also had a walking gallows so that's pretty much like a it had like a noose yeah with so a trap door yeah you walk into this jail and immediately we're all like oh my you gosh, go up there is a literal rope hanging from the ceiling and a trap door beneath it like the person would have walked up to it put it on their neck and then someone pulled a lever like on the cartoons pull and the fell. lever crunk yes <laughs> and it was it's not funny bye-bye but to be side note it was never used yeah it was never used it was just there to scare everybody to death i imagine so apparently um they've had a lot of like all of the people that were meant to be executed i did read this they were shipped somewhere else and electrocution was the method of to the state pen yeah they that was how they yeah. you know did their execution so they were all electrocuted to be fair i think i'd rather be electrocuted than hung i don't know it's pretty rough i don't know i pretty think it's rough. both bad yeah anyway sorry. anyway um at one point this jail was um ha- held over a hundred occupants like um prisoners yeah men and women men and women and y'all ain't no way no i cannot fathom i mean it was the four of us correct yeah and we were in the women's dorm and we were standing in one cell. It was uh, my sister, Taylor, and I. And we were standing in one cell. And yeah, we felt it, cramped. I mean, I didn't feel cramped. I was laying on the bed. But if I was, if we were both standing, there was hardly any walking room. Yeah, and the toilet was on the outside of the cell. So they had to ask permission to use the restroom or shower or anything like yes. that. The men's accommodations were a little better. Yes, they had like a little rec room. Yeah, and like a whole other room outside of the cell and a bunch of other stuff. And apparently it, was out, it was just nuts. But, but honestly, there was probably less women inmates during that time period than there were men. I don't know, man. I don't, I just can't imagine. There was um a famous woman, or not famous, but there was a woman listed. If you do go to the jail, I think her name was Sarah. Yeah, she was listed there that she um had committed a murder. I think she murdered her husband or something like that. But uh, that's the only well-known woman that was listed there. So I don't know how many female occupants. And we did try to contact Sarah while being there. And yes. she did not answer. Yeah, she was not there. She said no go. Um, but to conclude this story, the jail was closed um, in 1982 for dehumanizing conditions. Because this place was nasty. Yes. This was not a good place to stay. And I mean, it, the 80s, people. It, if you ever are able to visit or Google this place, it is so small. And if you can imagine 100 inmates in this building, oh, my goodness. My, deplorable. My boyfriend's grandmother, was. Ta- I was telling her about where we went for my birthday. And she was like, yeah, I've been, you know, we've picked people up there before, you know, whatever. Like picking them up from jail? I guess. I don't know. I didn't ask. I didn't get into too many details. But, um. She was like, it was always, always considered nasty, and that's not a place you want to go. But it was closed down in 1982 and replaced by a much larger facility for to house in, inmates because it was so bad. It was just deplorable, honestly. Yeah, so it's an interesting place to visit. And if you get the time or if you're ever in this area, I would highly recommend checking it out. It was a really fun experience. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was very and fun. It's a beautiful location if you go in the daytime. Yeah, very pretty. Lots of cool places to eat. Yeah, and Pickens is really cute. And if you guys ever get to go there and um, check it out, you'll have a great time. All right. Now we're going to talk about 
another local haunt. Yeah, so we have another local haunted location that a lot of us in this area know a lot about or have experienced. Um, Taylor's actually been there a few times. Or at least once, right? Yeah, I've been more than once. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, especially when you're a teenager, a lot of people check this place out. Um, it's called Tilly Bend Church. And Tilly Bend Church is a... Um, everybody knows. When you say Tilly Bend, people are weirded out. Everybody is kind of scared of this place. But what's weird is that there are still people who... This church is still active, that people attend this church. And it is a one-room church house. It's a Baptist church. And they still have people that, members of the congregation, that go every Sunday. Or, honestly, churches that are this old are usually once a month. Yeah, I think it's they a only meet once a month. Yes. So, uh, people still attend this church. And it's, it's yeah, it's it's an old one. It's but creepy. it is creepy. So Major creep vibes, <laughs> y'all. Yeah, let's get into some history of Tilly Bend. Uh, Tilly Bend Church was established in 1858, and the biggest thing, if you Google Tilly Bend, is that this is where the Witch of Blue Ridge is said to be buried. So the story begins, 1750s, right? The Native Americans, um, so the Creek Native Americans are settled in this area, and they're intermarrying the, um, the white people of this area. And uh, the Cherokee Native Americans move into this area and they force the creeks out. And so the settlers here continue to stay. And during this all this settlement, the um, Stanley Gap, this is a place, this is where Tilly Bend is. Stanley yeah. Gap is formed. And they continue all of these Native American customs with a little bit of European culture thrown in, right? <clears throat> so... Benjamin Tilly. He is the church founder. Um, he's buried here in LJ, Georgia. Um, uh, it's super old graveyard. Uh, there's a lot of field stones used as grave markers because a lot of the old headstones are gone now. Honestly, y'all, um, this this uh, cemetery is teeny weeny. You would. I mean, it's not, it's less than half an acre of land. Yes. Where pe these folks are buried. And, and you would some, say there's a lot, right? There is a, quite a few folks buried there. And some of them are buried within the wood line and further back. Supposedly, that's just like hearsay again, that there's just bodies buried everywhere. And then with time, they were destroyed and they just never replaced stones. Right. Because it's been hundreds of years. Yeah. Yeah. And so in the middle of this cemetery, this graveyard, there is a large oak tree. And it is a beautiful oak tree, you would say, right? You've seen um, this. Yeah, hand. it's a beautiful scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's a creepy. It's oak pretty tree. during the day, but at night, don't go at night. You will get in trouble now. Yes. But back in the day, when yes. I would go, when I was a teenager, um, it yes. is very intimidating and very spooky. Yeah. You. Again, I, I think I guess I'm a more sensitive, open human. You get a you get a feeling. Yeah. It's so. Most of these graves are facing east, which, if you don't know, Christians believe that Jesus will return on the eastern skies, and so all of the graves are pointed in that direction. But in this graveyard, there are some graves that are pointed towards the west, which is, like, crazy unusual, right? <laughs> so this is done, supposedly, for witch burials. So I can, okay. Again, I, my sister has never been because she's a chicken. <laughs> and 
there are different turned headstones, which if you've ever been to a cemetery, that is not the norm. Right. It's strange. It, it's so they're buried in the opposite direction. Which is weird. Which means they will always be stepped on. Yes. And in, I mean, this is, this is just for us. This is always, all, we've always been taught you don't step on them. You stay in the path. Right. Because it's disrespectful. Right. So for them to be put in the path of walking is disrespectful because they are believed to be um, witches. Yeah. So devil workers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So let's do a little history here. So one of these Western faces faced graves is supposedly Elizabeth Bradley. Okay. Who is? She is the so-called witch. Of Blue okay. Ridge. Right. And you can Google her and you will find her. Um, so she was supposedly a Creek witch doctor and everybody was afraid of her. Everybody kind of feared her, but let's be real. A woman who was able to care for someone who maybe healed an illness that a man had never healed. Let's be real. I'd like to believe she's a witch. I'm not scared of witches. Oh, oh I'm yeah, not either. Girl. But in that time period, yeah, come on. Yeah. So she had two daughters and they married into different families. One was in the Tilly family and one was in the Stanley family. And if you know anything about the Hatfield and McCoys. <laughs> this is our local Hatfield and McCoys. Yes. Um, so there was a huge feud between so these families. let's back step just ever so slightly. Okay. So the Tilly family founded the church. Yes. And the Stanleys founded land. Yes. So continue. Yes. So there was a feud between these two families. And it turned into a shooting that happened in the church. Dun, dun, dun. Which is like, what? I, I mean, it's wild. So the Tilly preacher and his sister, um, and one were of killed. the sisters that that um, one of the witch's daughters, yes, was killed. Yes, you can't just say her name was Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. So Elizabeth's daughter was killed in this shooting. So the Tillys retaliated by sneaking into Stanley Gap at nighttime, and they killed lots of people while they were sleeping. And this included the Stanley that was married to the second daughter, which was Elizabeth's second daughter. So she lost both her daughters in this family feud. So at this point, Elizabeth had lost both of her children and she had lost a granddaughter. Okay. A grandchild. And this is the huge thing with Tilly. Like everybody always says this. There is a curse. And she supposedly cursed both the Tilly and the Stanley families. And her curse was that all the babies born thereafter for each family would be stillborn or not live to see their first year. Now, the Tilly family members decided, like, and, and honestly, this continued to happen. Yeah. So for a full year. For a full year, every fami family member from both sides of this feud, their infants were either stillborn never made it to full term or died with before their first birthday which was just like holy shit y'all yeah scary i mean like witchy yeah. woo woo power yes 100 percent scary so they had had enough the tillies were like we are done with this and elizabeth our so-called witch was forced into that graveyard that you saw and she was hung from that tree in the center. That's in the center of the graveyard, y'all. And that's why it's so... I Like, I didn't... When you're a kid, you don't do research places. You're like, oh, it's got a witch. Let's go. Woo! Yeah. Um, You just pile up and you go. And that freaking tree is scary. <laughs> yes. 100% creepy. So, she was forced to the center. She was hung. 
And then before she dropped to her death, she vowed that she would return. That's true. And she was buried facing west. And that's where her body fell. They literally buried her where, where she, she fell. fell. Um, and then the infant mortality rate continued. It didn't get any better. I mean, we can also say that during that time period, young children didn't make it very long. But the stillborn rate, I mean. It is concerning. Like, it was creepy. Very creepy. It is creepy. And um, which is also creepy is that uh, some believe that Elizabeth had returned and that she had inhabited her sister-in-law. And her sister was Mary Tilly Bradley. And so they thought that she was living in her and they hung her as well. And they hung her from the same tree and they hung her to the day that Elizabeth was hanged. But she did not receive a witch's burial because she was considered to be an innocent of possession. Pretty much. Yes. She was only a receptacle. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Yes. Fuck me possessed, man. Yes. So she, they buried her in a normal Christian. I mean, which is crazy to me that you would hang a woman, but then be like, oh, it's okay. She didn't mean it. That's what I'm saying. Like, what? Mm. Also, like, she could have just been living life and they're like, oh, man, that Mary bitch. Yeah. I, I just don't understand. I mean, I don't understand a lot of things, but like, why would you hang a woman just because you think? You thought. Something. Also, it's a sister-in-law. If it was her actual sister, I could see it. Yeah. An yeah. in-law? Yeah. You just didn't like Mary. Yeah. So, today when people go to Tilly Bend, well, not today. Today, you should not be going to Tilly Bend at nighttime because it is illegal. It is trespassing. Please do not go there. You can go during the day, but also, again, be respectful. Yes. This is a church, an active church, and this is a graveyard. And people um really take this seriously around here they will call the cops and you will be arrested yes <laughs> local yes. or not local so if you went during the nighttime when it was <laughs> you know okay guys if you want to risk it to get the biscuit let me tell you some stuff yeah so um, people claim to see um her ghost they claim to see elizabeth walking in the graveyard so they they see her walking amongst the gravestones or like the the wood line um they also hear crying babies and let me tell you something as a person who's been to Tilly Bend I've heard the crying babies oh man I've heard the screaming in the wind and the laughing in the wind is you can hype it up to whatever you want you know teenage imagination being silly whatever I was not drunk did not do the things that would make you hallucinate back then right and didn't do any of that things it was just very scary but uh 3 a.m's the witching hour so yeah believe that if you're willing to break the law, which we do not condone and do not ever do. No. No law breaking here, guys. No law breaking. But it's fun. <laughs> no, it is not fun. <laughs> okay, sorry. Stephanie's real stickler for these things. Yeah, we don't break the law around here. Anyway, no, so it's a creepy place. And if you're able to go there th during the day, you may experience I mean, honestly, things. during the day, it's still pretty creepy, y'all. Yeah. Her original headstone is there. Yes, and it is facing west. It is facing west. And bits and pieces have been chipped off. And people leave offerings for her. Yes, they do. And that tree is still standing. That tree is still standing, and it is very omni om ominous and scary. Yeah. So, if you ever are able to make a trip towards North Georgia, Tilly Bend might be something that you're interested in if you're interested in the also, paranormal. Also, it's a beautiful drive out there. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. No cell service, but beautiful. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, 
we have one last time to talk about. Yeah. Our next adventure um, would be the Bell Witch Cave. And that's a little farther from us, but it's still pretty creepy. So we wanted to include it. Um, we've never been there personally ourselves, but it is on the list, the to-do list. So Yeah, we, we hope to visit soon. Um, let's just get in on it. Okay, so... Um, sorry. The Bell Witch Cave is in Adams, Tennessee, or Robertson County, Tennessee. And it's about, I don't know, a few hours away from us. But... The biggest thing about the well, Bell Witch Cave is that it's on this property um, owned by uh, this guy. Well, the guy that lived there at the time, John Bell. And he lived there with his wife and the children and his kids in the 1800s. And they lived peacefully on the farm for 13 years. And 13 is a big number in this story. Yes. Um, during which John was a deacon at the Baptist Church there in town. Um, but in the summer of 1817, the family began experiencing some serious paranormal activity. Um, they would see strange animals roaming the property, knocking sounds on the doors and walls late at night. There were, you could hear chains being drugged through the house in like, I guess like choking sounds, like somebody choking. Um, but they withstood the frightening occurrences for like, I don't know, about a year or so. And then some stuff went down. Yeah, it started to escalate. So what they thought the spirit was, was this woman named Kate Batts. And she's believed to be the Bell Cave Witch. Yeah, so she's the witch of this whole situation. So I'm going to give you a little backstory on Kate Batts. She lived near Adams, Tennessee, along the Red River. And she lived there with her husband. And they had like a teeny little farm. And they had like a bunch of kids, you know, normal stuff back then. And some hap- something happened to Frederick. He got paralyzed in some weird accident, and Kate had to take care of him. And she ran that farm, y'all. She stood up, did all the things a man would do. Right. Um, Which also, you know how the witch stories go. Like a yeah, woman who acts like a man. She was a strong-headed woman and right. was doing the things. Yeah. So her whole family retired on, like, relied on her completely, like, for money and all that kind of stuff. And they were considered one of the poorer families in the region. And Kate was considered very eccentric, mm-hmm. a rough and tough woman. And she made herself kind of an established local character. Yeah, she was very exaggerated and kind of over the top, you would yeah. say. Yeah, we'd say a little over the top. So I'm just going to, let me give you a little backstory. Let me give you a little tidbit of information about what the townspeople thought of poor little Kate. So they would offer when when kate would go to town they would hide their pins now when they say pins i don't know if they mean hairpins clothespins what kind of pins these people are carrying um but they would hide them from kate because she would often be known to ask people for their pins and back then there was a a wives tale that said if you gave a pin to a witch that she would have magical control over you and she was believed to be a witch. Was she actually? We're not very sure. Again, she was considered outspoken, eccentric woman. Anyway, that's a little backstory on Kate. So over the next several several years, Kate apparently tormented the Bell family. Yeah, they were neighbors, right? Yeah, they were neighbors, and they had this like long-standing feud. I don't know how Kate died or when. Yeah, in the we timeline. couldn't really find a lot on Kate. We'd know that she did pass away. Yes, um, but. 
she always vowed to kill John Bell. Yeah, or at least attack him. Yeah, she, I mean, they got in like a physical altercation when she was alive. And she, as her, her ghost, her spirit, would um, really attack his youngest daughter, Elizabeth, or they called her Betsy. And I don't know what her deal was with Betsy, but they she would beat her uh just all kinds of awful things. Yeah, Betsy was pinched, scratched, her hair was pulled, and stuck with pins. I'm, a, I'm, I, I, that feels like a clothespin to me. Yeah, it's scary. Like, the, like when you sew. Yeah. So John suffered from spells of something called throat swelling, <laughs> and yeah. he would feel like a stick being stuck sideways in his throat, and he grew weaker and weaker and weaker. So by the year 1820, about December 20th, John Bell died. The theory surrounding his death was that he was poisoned by the spirit Kate, who in fact took credit for his death. And y'all, this and was the first instance of a spirit being charged with a murder. Also, they didn't they hear like her screaming at them? Did yeah, they have he, like they, they would, would hear her voices that? and threatening to kill him, all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, her disembodied voice was screaming out. So the reason they thoroughly believe in th- why they claimed that she was the, his murderer was because they found an empty vial underneath his bed that no one in the family had ever seen. That she, the spirit would laugh when the family cried over his death and said, "I killed him." I oh killed him. Goodness. I poisoned him. Um, she. So this is this is I don't know. This is a weird part. So apparently Kate that was really obsessed with Betsy didn't like that she was going to marry one of the neighbor boys. And so she made the engagement break off, which this doesn't make sense to me or why it's mentioned. And then Kate apparently told them that she was leaving one day. Hmm. And then she were but she promised to return in seven years. But before this, listen, y'all, I forgot to mention this. One of the biggest, creepiest (laughs) thing. Bless you. (laughs) Thank you. The biggest, creepiest things to me. This is why the number 13 is so big. Um, So Kate Batts' spirit never spoke a lot about herself. She just liked to torment the family, which, you know, do you, girl. Um, (laughs) She would always torment the family well the family had people over and they're like you're not real you're not real you're not real like calling her out which side note maybe don't do that yeah don't aggravate the spirits people yeah they'll not come for you um she did this thing well she apparently attended two different sermons church services one a methodist and one a baptist wait a minute so kate was still living no this is her spirit what? Yeah, this was, doesn't make any sense. Just listen. Um, and these churches happen to be 13 miles apart and 13 miles away from the Bell Farm. They're like an equidistant triangle. 13, what? 13, 13. It's very creepy. Um, the ghost came back and said, well, if I'm not real, how can I repeat this? She repeated two sermons, one from the Methodist, one from the Baptist Church. Word for word, mockingly. Mm, Demons. And was making fun of the Holy Spirit, the whole nine yards. She also, in the same sentence, the same occurrence, invited more spirits to live with her on their farm. And she called one black dog, one um, mathematics. That might be a poor translation of something. One I can't say. It's like. Cy 
apocryphy and then one was named jerusalem demons oh possibly she kept saying spirits and would laugh every time she said spirits Mm, and they would always all of these spirits would only uh, torment betsy poor betsy anyway so i guess she got got her had her fill of betsy one day and decided that she was done with the family for a short time so she was like yeah i'm leaving but i'll return in seven years and she did come back for a short time saying her next visit would be in 107 years However, some believe that she actually never left because strange things would continue to happen in and around the Bell Witch Cave for a really long time. And I looked into it, and the people that own it now say, I mean, they ha- you can go to the Bell Witch Cave, you can visit it, and it is very active, very spoopy, and um, very uh, ominous. I don't know. I don't know. The, the, it's bad vibes. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on, uh, but apparently she's, people thoroughly believe, the family believe she had never left because she just tormented yeah. them. And the Bell Witch Cave, um, I read some instances and some encounters people had where people would bring their dogs because it is pet friendly, I guess, at the time. I don't know if it still is. Or if they were service animals and the dogs would refuse to go into the cave. And if they did go in the cave, they would be... Um, smacked or whatever and the dogs would cry and yelp and try to get out would break leashes um women would be known to come out with bruises and scratches their hair being pulled what um not every account is the same and then some people are just like they would get an overwhelming sense of nausea yeah that's creepy that's actually really creepy yeah the dog thing really creeped me out yeah dog i mean i am a firm believer that animals see things that we can't so yeah uh, no thank so you. it's pretty creepy also on the place to go you know yeah i, I mean i want to see it that's uh it's only open certain times of the year just because weather and stuff like that around tennessee yeah and just like you know yeah. you don't want to go when it's butt-ass cold outside so no you don't especially underground but yeah. it's like a well-lit area you can mm-hmm. take tours um i don't know how much it is but they have a whole website you can read all the stuff we talked about today yeah cool but that is the bell witch cave scary but interesting I mean, I think it's cool because, like, I really hope she was a witch. Yeah, I hope she wasn't. I mean, I don't know. I don't want her to, like, torment people. But my thing is, she's kind of devilish, don't you think? I mean, witches, supposed to be devilish. Anyway, so we hope you enjoyed some of our local haunts. We sure did. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Make sure you follow us on our Instagram account, sisterhood underscore of underscore secrets, and our Facebook page, Sisterhood of Secrets. If you would like to share any of your spooky or unexplained encounters, email us at sisterhoodsecrets1 at gmail. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Bye for real.